Hello everyone, this is James Klein, joined by John Allison, here for the Retro Blood. Uh, we're doing this cold opening because we just got the news that on Thursday, that one of the beloved wrestling characters, Bray Wyatt, um, has uh, tragically passed away. And it was definitely a shocker, I would say, because... It just, uh, it just pretty, it's pretty wild, you know. A, a guy so young at 36, you know, passing away. Hopefully, we got um, some more news about what actually he passed away from. Um, I heard there's some speculations, but uh, I don't want to say that right now because while we're doing this cold opening, and then we're going to be doing the whole review of uh, Zombie Four. Um, you know, we're recording on the day they actually passed away, even though this is coming out on Sunday. So, but um. You know, just definitely one of the most creative wrestlers to come probably out of the scene within the last five years, maybe five or ten years, you know, when it comes to a very creative character, very creative personality. Um, this, uh, you know, just, uh, just, it's just very tragic, you know, when somebody's so young and has so much, you know, life out there and it's influenced me in a lot of stuff. Um, it's just pretty, it's pretty wild, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it did kind of come out of nowhere in a way. Like it was a little bit shocking, although, I mean, we kind of knew that something was wrong. Cause I mean, he'd been gone for a while. Yeah. Like hadn't he been gone almost a year? Uh, no, he was, he WWE. was gone since WrestleMania. Like it was, uh, I think the, it was right after the Royal Rumble and then maybe it, it was kind of like the build up to WrestleMania. Um, it, yeah. when he just disappeared, they, they they canceled that match with him and Bobby Lashley. And then we start hearing some at reports WrestleMania. at WrestleMania, yes. And there's reports about him, you know, being ill for a while, having a really bad illness. And then there was reports of like, you know, he's he's fighting a little bit, that he's coming back. And then, you know, the the speculation right now, which could be confirmed, I'm not exactly sure. Like I said, we're recording this on the actual day it happened, was like a heart yeah. attack. So from from some illnesses and some stuff, some complications that he had from a sickness. Yeah, uh, from COVID. Yeah, from COVID. Yes. Yeah, like so. Apparently, like so. If this is true, then apparently he he got COVID. I guess like in the winter time, like around Wrestle, not WrestleMania, uh, right after the Royal Rumble, because he did have that match at Rumble with LA Knight. Yeah. And then he, I think he did appear on TV a few times. Yeah. And then he was about to have that match with Bobby Lashley in March. And then, like, you know, then he just disappeared, yeah. which I guess that's around the time he had COVID. And then and the, what we're hearing is that he had a heart attack yeah. from complications from from the COVID. Yeah. And he was um, wrestling, doing some, uh, you know, dark matches. Because I remember seeing him when I went to SmackDown in Greenville, kind of like the on the lead up to Elimination Chamber. The main event was him versus L.A. Knight. So he was wrestling a bit past the rumble and stuff, but but yeah, like uh, so you know with this one, there's a lot of like personal stuff that I have with Bray Wyatt that he's very influenced me. A lot of creative stuff I've mm -hmm. done, and you know I thought you know it, it, for this show it'd be kind of hard because you know we must stay in the '80s and stuff. But I definitely want to say something because we do cover some pro wrestling, not most like newer pro wrestling, mostly like the '80s ones. Uh, but I thought that we could probably come back and do this in longer form. You know, maybe give our thoughts yeah. and some career stuff about Bray Wyatt, and because he does, he does, you know, represent what we talk about 
you know, he's a wrestler, but also brings a lot of horror movie and, and horror elements to his uh, persona, his character that he did as Bray Wyatt. So absolutely, yeah. Well, 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 you know, it is crazy to. Yeah, I mean, definitely, happen. definitely one of the most creative people in professional wrestling today. Um, you know, every every idea he's had was great. I mean, I really loved uh, I loved all of his ideas, but it's just such a tragedy that we would lose somebody like that. Yeah, especially at a young um, age with a family, especially thirty six years old. Yeah, so just just tragic. But you know, we're gonna celebrate uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, Wyndham uh, Rotunda on the this uh, this podcast, and we're gonna bring come back with you guys. Probably drop it on Monday with a yeah. uh, a more in depth of what he kind of meant to us, and they went to the wrestling world. So you know, it's just tragic. But uh, everybody, uh, and enjoy Zombie or Four. Yeah, I bet, I bet, I bet Wyndham Rotunda loves zombie movies. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So. I mean, maybe not this one, but I'm sure he did love zombie movies. Welcome to the Retro Blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets You got any idea how much blood jets out of a guy's neck? You've come back to us, Michael. She what have you done, you bastard? It was you, wasn't it? You who started the epidemic. The evil that is wiping out our community. You raised the dead to feed on the living. You planned it. You were the ones who started. You wanted to defy hell. And now hell has accepted the challenge. Get me back, my head. Get me back, my head. Be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Welcome back, everybody, to the Retro Blood. As we finish up our Zombie Month, aka Dead Things from the Grave. Mm-hmm. Up next, if you like people wandering through the forest and looking for a special cave with a book of the dead. AKA the Necronomicon. They stole that from Evil Dead. Don't tell me that they didn't. If you like three sets of random characters just mixed together. And if you like zombies, but they more mostly look like demons from demons. Brother, this is the mm, review for yeah. you, brother. Because the retro blood is talking all about Zombie 4. Yeah, Zombie 4. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. This could have been a Demons movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it sits there, you know. Jay Austin, James Klein. And I think you're right. So, you know, we, we talked back in a couple episodes back that mm-hmm. they were trying to make a, de- a Demons, what, four, I believe? I mean, well, uh, fuck. Was it Demons? Uh, maybe three, Demons three. It? Three, yes, it was three. Yeah. I mean, brother, we just got Demons three right here. You know yeah, what I mean? This is basically Demons 3. Because you cannot um, tell me yeah. that the voodoo queen... Was she the voodoo queen? Because he was the voodoo priest. The voodoo queen did not look like the 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 character from the original Demons uh, 1. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yes, I know that they're... You know... They're the same race and everything. But bro, no. They copied it. 
Okay. <laughs> don't tell me they didn't. So, um, yeah, I was, I don't know how this movie could not have been influenced by the demons movies. I, I mean, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it looks a lot like a demon. I mean, even the way they're like, like her makeup even looks like, yeah, the, the teeth and everything. Makeup. Yeah. The teeth. Yeah. Yeah. But this one and was kind like go ahead. I was going to say like this, like the gross, like, um, I don't know what you call it. Like clear liquid that they would like splurt out of their mouths or whatever. Yeah just to be gross like that was in demons that was in demons as well so i don't know but yeah i mean this could have been demons three yeah pretty much so but yeah i mean uh you know i, I i'm not too sure about the zombie series okay it's like it's like we're, we're gonna make a movie and we're just gonna slap that zombie title yeah. on it you know what i mean and like this is the which sec- is really what they did yeah and this is the second movie that like tricked me okay because, so when I was, so we were talking, you know, last week we did Zombie 3. And I was thinking, okay, well, you know, we're, we're in the Philippines. Maybe this Philippines is going to somehow, you know, mix with the uh, Matu Island or something. All right. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. It, and I was like, it okay, did. well, maybe, maybe this one will explain more about the voodoo. It didn't at all. It was just some fucking mm-hmm. random gas with a very weird doctor. So I was coming to this one. I was like, okay, well, maybe what we're doing at this after death one. By the way, it's mm-hmm. called after death too. Zombie four after death. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We gotta have five titles over here for films. So, so this one I was like, okay, we got the voodoo back. Okay. Yep. The voodoo magic is back, and I thought, okay, well, maybe this is the movie that's gonna explain what happened on this Moto Island. Okay, from the fucking zombie two. No. <laughs> But no. This movie was so weird. Like, nothing happened at all. <laughs> nothing, no, no, nothing happened at all. There, like, uh-huh. really, I mean, this whole review could probably be about five or ten minutes long. There's really nothing happened in this. Like, really, the um, best part of this movie, to me, and we'll get into the longer view, but, like, it was two things right at the top of the bat was the song, the 80s song, which we'll talk about, that they played, and it was the random mix of characters. I thought that was uh, pretty hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so this movie, I mean, like you're saying, they just slapped the zombie zombie four title on this because this was never intended to be a zombie four. Um, I think that I think it was made zombie four when it was released in Japan. Yeah, and they just kind of stuck it on there. But yeah, I mean, like I don't know, like I like this movie a little bit better than Zombie Three. Oh yeah, I think I think. Well, yeah. it had more action. It had more action, and, it, and like I like the demon girl in it. Yeah, she's like there thought, for a little made bit. Me feel like I was watching a demons movie. Yeah. Um, but she was only yeah, there for like a little bit. That's true. That's true. She was only there for a little bit. Um, yeah. Like I said, we'll get into it somewhat in depth, but it was uh, it is what it is. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it, it it is what it is, but. So there's a couple of things I'm going to get to before we get into the whole uh, history segment. And then, of course, the who booked yeah. this shit. So a couple of things. Uh, first of all, everybody, we have a new Instagram. So everybody go over there and uh, uh, like the Instagram, follow the Instagram on there, comment on there. Uh, we, you know, we, we post stuff from the show, you know, posts like when shows are coming out, what, what, what we're reviewing. Everybody go check it all out over there. We also give some hints of what's happening in the Retro Blood universe. 
Now, another thing is, too, yeah. you know, I got the YouTube page going, which has been a huge awesome. hit. And we started this uh, Retro Blood Shorts. So the Retro Blood Shorts are pretty much like video form of mo- movies that we kind of do out of the 80s. Uh, they don't mm-hmm. have to be, I mean, some of them can maybe be in the 80s, but most of them are going to be probably out of the 80s. And the idea for this show is like another companion piece. Because a lot of times when we do reviews on the Retro Blood, you know, we'll do like film series, like when we did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or Hellraisers. There's more movies within that universe, okay, that I, I want to talk about. So I thought what we could do is on the YouTube channel, do like a little short review, like 20 minutes at most, with some videos on there, talk about our thoughts, a little background of the video. It's been very popular. I've been getting some great feedback from our first episode that we dropped, which was... Uh, uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 3, brother. Ooh. Which is actually a very underrated movie. Like, I would rather take that Return of the Living Dead Part 3 than th- these fucking zombie movies we've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> All right? At least number 3 and 4. Zombie 2 was great. Fantastic. Yeah, Zombie 2 was great. Of course, great, yeah. you know, Dawn of the Dead was great, too. But these other two, oh boy, a little rough. Okay. But everybody, check us out. Retro Blood making some noise around here, so... More stuff yeah. to come. We we'll should announce uh, everything. We we should maybe tell the people how to find these things though. Where where's the YouTube page? Well, it's on YouTube. You just type in Retro Blood. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you can the, like. Uh, inst- go ahead. <laughs> and all all the links all the links to these these are going to be in the uh, description of, of every episode. So if you guys go to whatever your favorite platform is, your favorite podcast platform, just scroll on down there, click the link, and it'll send you right over there too. Oh. So you can actually go, like, if you listen to it on Spotify, yeah. you mean you can actually scroll down, and then it'll give you a link to the Instagram. Yes. I'll probably put all that yes. in there. And if it's not doing that, all you got to do is type in Retro Blood on the YouTube and the Instagram and the Facebook. You'll be able to find us. You know what I mean? It's easy to find us. There's a knife gimmick. You know what I mean? Got a, it says Retro Blood on there. There's a knife gimmick. Yeah. Easy yeah, we're trying... We're, uh, we're putting out some hints right now so of a big thing we have coming up for Ooh, Halloween. We got so bro. we're getting so we're putting out some uh, some uh, clues. Yeah, for the research we're doing, it's gonna be epic. Bro, it's this, gonna be this unlike gonna anything be, we've ever done before. This is gonna be wild. Like this, I'm not gonna like not to jump ahead, but like this September and October, like we have so much mm. stuff going on. It's gonna be pretty wild. Yeah, it's it's yeah. gonna be intense. Now I wish I had some uh, retro blood budget though because I definitely make a zombie. Well, I guess I can't make a zombie five because was, we talked last week. There's some random bird horror movie has zombie five on it. But you know what? Killing birds. Yeah. yeah killing yeah, birds. Zombie yeah. five. Killing birds. It actually came out before zombie three. Yeah. I mean, yeah, easy. No problem. All right. We could do a fifth one before we do a third and fourth. No problem. Sure. I'll just go back to zombie six. Mm-hmm. I would love to do a zombie six. six, though. I yeah. make my shit super corny. So. But as we move along, let's let's uh, talk about what's happening in our, our history segment. When we uh, talk about what was going on in the world of pro wrestling and metal music around the release date. Now, for this one, we don't have like a we have a couple official release dates, but the one that we're going to be talking about is the 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 Germany home release uh, video tape that apparently was yes. heavily edited, edited. Okay. And it came out in 1989. But um, the, 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 the release I want to go for is a funny one. It's the After Death 
uh, when it passed Italian censorship on April 13, 1988, brother. Because sure. right when this passed censorship, you know, we would have got an advanced copy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We would have got like, what do you, like a cassette? Okay. Yeah, they would have sent us a VHS. You know, we might have even got a laser a disc. disc. You know what I mean? Maybe. You know what I mean? They would have sent us. We're, we're big shots in, in Italian. Yeah. Okay. That's true. We're we're a big deal in Italy. Yeah. We're we're a we're a big deal in Italy. Yeah. That's what I hear. So, but the, I, I kind of want to take a little turn though, mm-hmm. because I had something in mind that I wanted to talk about that actually happened on the release date in pro wrestling. But you know, unlike the cold opening of the show, we actually had another wrestler pass away as well, and this character of wrestling, this man of wrestling. We talked about him before in the Retro Blood, and we're going to continue talking about him. One of our favorite pro wrestlers of all time, Terry Funk, tragically passed away on Wednesday. Uh, I mean, you know, you you know, past episodes of the Retro Blood. Every time we brought up Terry Funk, we always loved everything he did. Yeah. You know, I yeah, still remember was, the whole great. review that we did for Tuesday Night Titans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where he was fucking. Ripping on Tony Gurria in the fucking fake bar, spitting on everybody doing bar fights. Ah, oh, one of the best segments of all time. And you know, Terry Funk, I mean, like, this guy has done it all. You know what I mean? When you look at his body of work and his career pro wrestling, I mean, he has literally done it all. So, yeah, I mean, he, he really has. I mean, you know, he's. He said like five different retirements, but he just can't. He never could stay away from it. Yeah. I mean, he was wrestling um, not that long ago. I mean, honestly, I mean, it's been. I mean, it might have been before COVID. Yeah. But remember that time we were talking about going to Greenville to see him? It was him and somebody else. Yeah. Because FDR was wrestling at that show. Yeah. I was like, and we some, were going to uh, go. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Yeah. And he was at a tag team match at, you know, 78. Well, 70 probably five years old um yeah i mean like the guy just couldn't give it up i mean i can remember watching um when i first got back into wrestling watching the beyond the mad documentary which i'm sure you've seen that yeah um where he he goes to talk about uh goes to the doctor and the doctor's like yeah you don't even have cartilage left you're just your knees just like grinding bone on bone he's like i don't even know how you're walking yeah and then he he still didn't even retire then and then didn't didn't even get that replacement for years. I don't think. I think he just continued on wrestling the way it was for a few more years. Yeah, which is crazy to think about that because mm. you know they were mostly doing a lot of that filming uh, beyond the mat in 1997. And yeah. you know Terry yeah. Funk would go on to wrestle more in the WF. Then he would go to Japan, and then he would have that stink in yep. WCW. You know, around that whole yep. time, right after and. He would even do that uh, a two. He would do two uh, ECW, you know, one night stands. He the first one he did was that one that that uh, Shane Douglas was promoting over WWE's one night stand, and he wrestled for them. I think he wrestled Raven on that show, and then he came out the next year. I think it's around two thousand six when he was in that tag match that I recently watched. It was um, it was Edge and Mick Foley. Versus Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer, and like a tag team mm. extreme rules match, and this guy was fucking bloodied eye and shit, fucking blood everywhere, fucking falling on 
you know, barbed wire and shit just going crazy. And I was like, damn. You know, it just, it's just it, crazy. Yeah. I think. But, uh, you know, the Funko, you know, around the 80s, man. Like, he, him and his uh, brother Dory, I mean, I did not realize this until I was doing some research about him that, you know, I knew the Funks were really big in all Japan, but I didn't realize how big they were. I mean, they were pretty much like the gatekeepers of getting foreign talent to all Japan because they had so much clout over there. Yeah, I mean, they they were loved. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, and and supposedly, like, according to what I've heard, like, Abdul the Butcher say, like, working for All Japan for Giant Baba was much better than working for Inoki. So people, like, he would get people to go over there, and he would get people into All Japan, and that was, like, a much better gig than working for New Japan, apparently. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, they're, they were beloved. Them and Stan Hansen. Um, like even, like even now, like if you supposedly, I don't know if this trap been there, but supposedly if you just walk up to a random, like, um, you know, if walk up to anyone in, in, uh, Japan and start talking about professional wrestling, like here, they might say Hulk Hogan, but there they're going to say Terry Funk. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, Cause he's, he's just known mm. as the professional wrestler. Yeah. Um, beloved character. And it is, it's crazy to think because in the 80s, you know, he was all over the place. I mean, he, he wrestled in Memphis versus Jerry Lawler. He had feuds yeah. there. He had feuds in uh, uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling. He had feuds in the WWF around 80, uh, 84, 85. All Japan. And then the tail end of the 80s, he was fighting Ric Flair for the belt. I mean, so he was just around the whole spectrum uh, of the wrestling, you know, areas. And he did yeah, great on all of goes, them. Exactly. Didn't it go straight out of the uh, the uh, trilogy with Steamboat right into that yes. program with, with Funk? Yeah. Yeah, with the pile driver the, on the... I was yeah. The only thing I remember... So that match is awesome, by the way. And we'll probably do a review yes. about it. Sometime there in the in the in the near future, but the 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 spot that I remember is him pal driving Ric Flair on that table, and then Ric Flair talking yes. about how he messed up his match, and he's like he's like yes, but that pal driver, that's when hardcore was was uh, was made was made popular. Yep. By that match, I was like, come on, man, really? <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, it may have made it more mainstream for sure, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if anybody named, like you know that style brawling style made it. You know, mainstream is definitely Terry Funk because yeah. the the cool thing about Terry Funk that, you know, like I said, we're going to continue talking about him on this show. But the cool mm-hmm. thing about Terry Funk was not only could you have a very technical wrestling match with this guy, but you could also do a brawl. Like yep. it could be either he one. Do it, it, don't, it, don't, it don't matter. Like, okay, you want to catch his catch can mat wrestling? No problem. We could do that. Oh, you want a crazy wild fight in the fucking stands or like an empty arena? And you hit this crazy man trying to brand your ass by talking shit. Oh, he could do that too. Yep. We can do that too. Yeah. Exactly. And like, it just, the, the, you know, I remember my first encounter with the, with the Funker. So I never met him before, mm. but like, you know, I was watching him on the TV, you know, you know, I obviously I didn't watch the, uh, the, in, 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 in my, in my, in my shoot life. You know what I mean? Not my retro mm. blood life. I, I actually was watching wrestling in the nineties. Okay. Yes. But uh, I remember the first match I ever seen from Terry Funk was when he so it was the it was the part where you know 
Mick Foley was uh, feuding with Austin, and he was like, do love. He was the do love character. And um, he got beat by, um, like, there's a big disqualification stuff that happened at the Unforgiving match. That's when Austin hit McMahon with the chair and everything. Yeah. And Mick, Mick thought, like, the whole, uh, you know, McMahon was trying to screw him over and stuff, trying to dress him up like a dumb gimmick and stuff. So he came out there on Raw one time with some sweatpants and everything. And he was just uh, talking about, like, why are you giving Gold Dust the number one contender? I should be the number one contender. I don't want to wear this dude love crap. You know, why are you having me fight my best friend, Terry Funk, and everything? And there was, like, this whole show built up on these two best friends fighting. And it was a show, like, you know, it was trying to show that Mick Foley's character was, like, get more, a little bit sinister. Like, he was selling out more to, to get the belt. And they showed all these clips. It was, it was crazy. Like, this is during the 90s. And they were showing clips of um, of Terry Funk versus, you know, Mick Foley, Katis Jack for the death matches and FMW. They were showing that, like, live on yes. fucking TV, all these death matches, all this stuff exploding, everything with those two. To build up their friendship, you see them talking and everything. And then they go out there and they fucking have a fucking wild match. And I would just remember seeing the whole thing. I was like, man, this this fucking old dude, like... He's like wild. He's just going out there, fucking throwing shit around. You know, his his facial expressions were great in matches. Like he brought a lot of emotion to matches, and you know that was just like a normal. You know, I would say that was probably one of his best matches at all. It's probably like maybe one of his like okay matches, but you know, I just mm-hmm. remember seeing that, and it kind of made an impression on me. I was like, man, this fucking guy is wild. Like he's just a wild character. Yeah, like I knew who Terry Funk was from the old days of, of when I liked wrestling as a kid, but I never really thought about him again. And I never really considered him very much until I got back into wrestling as an adult and like really started appreciating it, you yeah. know, understanding it, being a little smartened up and like, like, you know, understanding a little better, but I'm pretty sure the first time I saw him again, he was chainsaw Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. That um, was the, the uh, WWE. Yeah. That was the, that, that was yeah, that was the whole era that, yeah, that I was talking about the whole match I was talking about. They they just got yeah. they just broke up after that. But yeah, he came back to the WWF as uh, Chainsaw Charlie after. Mm-hmm. So it's like he has, he has like a lot of weird runs in WWF. Like he had that '85 run, you know what I mean, where he was like the fucking cowboy out there trying to brand everybody. You know the one that we talked yeah. about with the cool bar scene, which is probably one of my favorite skits in wrestling. And when he then when he came back, he like did like this like he did a couple shots and he was on Shotgun Saturday Night. Apparently, like he like cursed too much, so they let him go. Something happened on like Shotgun Saturday Night where they like let him go. And then they and then that's when he went to ECW. And you know he he basically was the one who got ECW on the map. Yes, he he made ECW. They well, I mean, they may have been eventually have gotten to where they were. Yeah, but he um. Yeah, he he basically got them that pay per view. From what I understand, like that, they would not have been able yeah. to get that first pay per view if it hadn't been for his name. Well, the yeah, um, but, the the reason why is because you know a lot of those people in ECW, yeah, their household names kind of now, but you know back then they weren't like that well known. You know Terry Funk, he had he was a national star because he was on the WWF and WCW, so they knew who he was. You know, like you know, like wrestling fans knew who this guy was. And they yes. liked him because he was a pretty prominent figure. 
you know, obviously you're a prominent figure fighting Ric Flair in a title match, you know? So they're like, okay, let's see where this guy's doing. And then from there, they used, they used him to like put over a lot of the new guys, which he did. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. probably the second most famous person in ECW at the time might have been Shane Douglas. Um, if he was there at that time. I can't remember if he had left or not. Yeah, he always goes back um, and forth, I would say. But uh, but yeah, like because ECW, for people who don't really know, was like a promotion. It was an indie promotion um, in, in the 90s. And it became known as being like a hardcore kind of promotion. But it was basically a promotion for wrestlers that had something wrong with them. Kind like of. if there was there was something about them that wasn't they weren't going to make it in WCW or WWE and it's usually height, so usually they were they were good wrestlers but a little bit too short. Yeah, and they just you know they they weren't really given a chance. They weren't going to get a chance because they're not six foot three or whatever. Um, of course, all that changed. Like ECW helped break the doors down for all those people, but um, but yeah, Terry Funk came in and then they made that barely legal pay per view, which really set them on fire and they were they were going after that yeah yeah definitely so it just uh it's just crazy to see you, all the decades that this man has has his fingerprints on you know when it comes yeah. to the wrestling world i mean it was i remember also too you know seeing him i think the last time i saw him actually on tv it was i it was the 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 build-up to wrestlemania 32 with uh, yeah. Dean Ambrose, that we always count that, you know, his basic style right now is basically being a Terry Funk. It was Dean Ambrose mm-hmm. versus Brock Lesnar in like a hardcore match. And the whole gimmick was it was Terry Funk handing Dean Ambrose the chainsaw, saying, passing the torch to him. And I just remember that. I was like, well, fuck, is he going to bring like the chainsaw to the ring and like fucking murder That's- Brock Lesnar with it? Like, what, what's going on here? That's awesome. That's so, awesome. That's the last time but, um, I, saw, I saw Terry Funk on TV was like when he gave him gave Dean Ambrose the chainsaw, brother. Have you um, ever seen that entire show of the uh, uh, that um, the matches you're talking about? Those hardcore matches that you were uh, they were showing on highlights from. Have you ever seen that entire show? That entire tournament. Which tournament? So there's one. So the famous one that WWE shows clips from is the one where. Um, it's like a it's like a deathmatch tournament in Japan, and Foley oh, yeah. and uh, uh, Terry Funk are in it. If you haven't seen that, you should watch it. It is really good. I mean, it's hardcore, but it's it's really really good. Yeah, it's probably on YouTube now. I used to watch it on VHS. Yeah. Like when uh, I saw him as Chainsaw Charlie, um, my friend who got me back into wrestling says, "Oh, you need to see this." And then we watched that whole tournament, and it's, I mean, it's 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 nuts. I mean, like the things that they were doing for. The amount of money that they were getting paid is pretty much yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild. crazy. The thing it was a tournament too, you know, you had to go like through levels of that shit. So oh yeah, and then yeah, they would wrestle multiple nights. And then the other big thing I can think of in my life from Terry Funk is his feud with Hulk Hogan, which I think is the one you're talking about from uh, Saturday Night's main event. Yeah, um, because that that should have been because I can remember reading an interview with Terry Funk where he was saying that should have been a lot larger, a lot bigger thing. But, uh, but WWE, WWE, fired him like right after that, before it, before it got big, but that, that match is also really good, uh, between Hogan and, uh, yeah. And, uh, and the flair, uh, yeah. flair and, uh, funk. Yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely be talking about that one. Uh, probably in the, uh, the distant future, uh, the distant future, but also, um, 
I didn't realize too, like he was in a couple like legit movies. Like Terry Funk was. Yeah, he was in Roadhouse. He was in Roadhouse, of mm. all things. Time Stalkers, he was in there. Over the Top and Paradise Alley. That was the ones he made in the uh, late 70s and uh, 80s as well. So, so yeah, like I said, like, you know, big, yeah. big name, big star. I mean, fuck. I mean, this, it's crazy to think, like, you know, like when I think about Terry Funk, it's just the, the longevity and like the the amount of just wrestling and promotions that he's, that he's worked for and he's helped out. Like, and also, too, you never hear a bad word about this guy ever. You know what I mean? Like, super, no, no. put, you know, do the job, you know, do everything, you know, make, make some stars, make some money. You know what I mean? Constant professional. I mean, just the, it's crazy to think, dude, like, this guy was like the nicest guy, but his character was legit. Like, he would just piss people off, bro. He was great about getting heat, too. Like, there's a couple, like, you know, when he's a heel and stuff, like, he was just, like, pissing everybody off. It was, it just, it just wonders to watch. He was really good at it, yeah. Um, gosh, I wish we could get this. Um, the, I remember being told a story. Um, so in Greensboro, there's a guy who owns a comic shop, and I cannot think of his name right now. But he's been in Greensboro forever and ever and ever. He, when I lived in Greensboro in the 90s, he was there, and he's still there to this day. Um, but he was a huge wrestling fan in the 70s and the 80s. And I remember going in there a few years ago, and he told me this story about going to see wrestling at the greensboro coliseum and he had he made this big sign he was like right on the ramp not the ramp but the walkway where they come down and he was holding up this big sign um that uh that said uh funk is a punk and he was holding this sign out and then terry comes down comes walking down getting heat you know on, on himself because he's a heel at times getting heat on everybody and then the guy points at his sign and he said and he was like terry tear the sign up and then, uh, and he, he kind of stopped and like broke character for a minute. And he's like, are you sure? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he grabbed the guy and they grabbed the guy's sign and just like ripped it up and then like threw it back at him and then like got more heat and went to the ring. But I think that was a really good, you know, story about Terry Funk. Cause you know I mean? He was a super nice guy from every, every story I've ever heard about him. But he was also like really good at being a bad guy too. Yeah. Like a really good, I mean, him. you could just watch him on the fucking TV you know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking ripping people apart. I mean, fuck. Like, I think the best when he was doing that was like, you know, he just, he was just out there just like, he did a really good job in ECW as a bad guy. And he did a yeah. great job in um, just everywhere. Even the WWF as a good bad guy. I mean, pretty much everywhere. Like, he could just be, he could play both roles great. He could be the lovable, you know, grandpa figure that's going out there, middle-aged and crazy. Mm-hmm. middle-aged and crazy even though it's crazy to think about though like so like when terry fung was doing like his ecw stuff he was only 50 mm. you know we're, we're seeing yes. we're seeing people 50 right now wrestling like you know what i mean and they don't call them old. yes you know what i mean like no, stings but, out there well, jericho's <laughs> out there it's just crazy to think about well i mean wasn't there also like a thing where terry funk was getting he was when he was about to get to 35 he was like oh i need to retire because i'm getting old yeah I think that's a quote from him. Like at that time, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm about to turn 35. He's like, I don't know how much longer I can, I'm pretty old. I don't know how much longer I can be in his business. Yeah. Boom. Keep going. So, 
But yeah, that's some of our thoughts on Terry Funk. You know, he he will be missed. But you know, like I said on this podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're definitely gonna be talking about him some more because we cover all things. Oh, you'll hear 80s. about Terry Funk again. Oh yeah, all the time. Especially when we find some hidden gems about the guy. You know what I mean? Because you know, every once yeah, in a while here in the retro blood, we'll find some hidden gems that we've never seen before or watched before. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. But you know, we just wanted to do a little um, tribute to the late great Terry Funk. Terry Funk. <clears throat> so I don't got too much on the metal going on right now. I guess it's kind of like a little bit low period. Most of the stuff we talked about around April of metal anyway. But I did find something kind of interesting. So the the soundtrack to this movie, okay, was uh, I would say semi interested, interesting, Be- like because like okay. I, like I was saying at the beginning, <laughs> it was like. The only part I liked about this, one of the only parts I liked about this <laughs> movie was the fucking uh, opening theme song. All right. And I want to see if I can like, maybe I could play it right now. Maybe what I'll do is I'll edit it in right here. You know what I mean? Okay. So yeah. people are listening to it right now at home. You know what I mean? Like, you, got, you tell me. This shit right here, you know what I mean? It's pretty good. It's like super cheesy so, 80s hair. Okay. <laughs> It's Fucking bad. Wild. It's it's bad as what is. I I liked it when I f- first heard it. Yeah. When it first came on, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." It's like it's it's almost like a, you know, it's like an Italian synth soundtrack. And then that guy starts singing, and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, I loved it. Like bring it to the night, <laughs> walking yeah, through the forest, <laughs> looking for some zombies. I'm making that shit up, but it's basically how it was. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. Um, so it's made by a uh, apparently he does like he did movies before this guy Al Fiesta. Yeah, but he's known for doing like soundtracks for movies. That's his big thing. Mm-hmm. So um, you know he did this movie. He did uh, uh, in, uh, Frames, uh, Gypsy's Angel. So he's done a couple movie soundtracks before. Mostly Italian films. He's done. Um. So he also is also known for having like a uh, a prog band. All right, he actually started that band when he was like fourteen. Okay. And right. like I said, he's made several soundtracks, often produced by himself. And yeah. he's also Naturally. done done like a hundred fifty video clips, mostly of his own production. And apparently, his first hit was uh, "Miss Manhattan" by Metropole, written and performed with Mike Francis. And apparently he still does a little bit of, uh, he still does a little bit here and there of, uh, you know, doing some soundtracks to some movies on there. So I liked it. I thought the song was cool. I mean, but then again, you know me, I like that cheesy 80s shit. And this boy, this shit was cheesy. You do like that cheesy shit, yeah. So, so this is a little bit on the the rocks. And maybe what I'll do is I'll play that song at the end of this podcast because... Sure. I loved it. So we're playing. You get it. You get it twice, brother. That's how much I like. You get it twice. Okay. Uh-huh. In case you weren't sure the first time. So let's get into some of the who booked this shit because there's some funny shit in this movie. Yeah. So who booked this shit? So we got our boy back, Claudio. He's back. Yeah. For Gazo. Okay. He directed this movie too. He's the one that did uh, Zombie Three. Remember from last week? Yep. You d- so do well, you remember? He helped on it. Yeah, he helped. Yeah, that's right. He helped on it. But well, I think he, uh, yeah. So he 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 helped on it. 
like I think he was the one that was kind of like the, the the production manager in a way, and he helped like write the. He was like the the guy who got credited for the script writing, even yes. though his, even though his fucking wife wrote his wife the shit. wrote it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we talked about that last week about an Italian man taking other women's credit. Yep. Right. So <laughs> this week. So this week the tables he, turned. Yeah, the tables turned a little bit. So. So, you know, his wife got did not receive any credit for the story of Zombie 3, but his credit but he but is credited has the sole author of the screenplay credited for After Death. So, what you're telling me is Claudio was on Zombie 3 and now his wife got put on Zombie 4. Yeah. So maybe he wrote Zombie 4. Yeah. And then he's like, "Well, I I, I didn't give you credit for this last movie, so I'll just give you credit for this one and we'll be even." You know, I'm not going to be like an ass, but like, was there any like writing in this movie? Like, <laughs> um, I'm not actually sure anybody wrote anything in this movie. Like this one was kind of rough. Like, I mean, there's like literally, you know, when we do the review, like, there's like literally nothing going on. And yeah, the, only thing mean, that, the only thing that popped me is when they're like, oh, we found the book of the dead. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You got you to <laughs> fucking we, we, we know Evil Dead is a huge franchise at this time. Okay. Yep. Because they, they, you know, they were doing like Evil Dead 1 and 2 already been released and Army of Darkness is coming out. We know we know what the Book of the Dead is at this point. Okay, guys? <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, you're, I'm pretty sure they got that directly from Evil Dead. Even though, obviously, and I'm sure somebody out there screaming into their phone, that yes, I knew that um, Sam Raimi did not come up with the Necronomicon. No. Um, but... Yeah, that's anybody that was talking about that in the eighties would have, would have got it from evil dead. Most yeah, likely. definitely. So uh, there's a, a major thing I want to talk about, but let's get into some of the, so apparently this film was shot in the Philippines as well. Yes. So, he didn't, he didn't have enough the first time. Yeah. So we went back to the, it was like, you know, this place is sweet last time. You know what I mean? You know, we got, we got, we got some nice, they didn't bother us. You know what I mean? We got some Philippine action going on here. We're, let's just go back, mm-hmm. see what happens. So apparently, some of the earliest scenes in this film were shot in Rome. Like, I can't even imagine which yeah, scenes were scene. in Rome. Well, I guess the scene where they're um, the uh, the voodoo priest scenes. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. So the the scenes where they're inside that tomb or whatever they're in, where they're. Uh, um, where the the original group is going through, and then like they they get attacked by the the demons, what demons, the zombies in the in the crypt. Yeah, that I think that's all in Rome. Yeah. Um, but everything else was shot in the Philippines. So apparently, our boy Fergazzo stated that the film was made under duress during shooting in the Philippines, where he yeah. supposedly remained awake through the entire two weeks shooting of the film. Yeah, so supposedly he didn't sleep for the whole two weeks they were there. I mean, I guess like, lots well, of cocaine. Yes, that's how I'm thinking. Like there had to be. Mm. Yes. And not only cocaine, but I think there might be be uh, some other shit going on here too. <laughs> All right, because yeah. when it comes to our boy who starred in this film, okay, he played our main man Bruce, I believe. No, it wasn't Bruce. It was Chuck. No, well, it, was it was Chuck. Chuck. Our boy. Maybe I told everybody to, to Google this name. Hopefully, we're not work. Uh, Jeff Stryker. Jeff Stryker. That should have been his fucking name in this film. Yes. Right? Yeah. But apparently, Chuck. 
Yeah, exactly. Except for Chuck. So apparently, uh, first of all, so when I found out about this, I was trying to figure out who Chuck was during the whole film because I was like, I got to know. So apparently, our boy who played Chuck, Jeff Stryker, he is better. I like how it is. He's better known, okay, for his roles in both straight and gay porn, brother. Yeah. So, like, you really couldn't, like, okay. So <laughs> if you if yeah. you put every character in this movie, yeah. like, in a row... Yes, I guarantee you, anyone could pick out which one Jeff Stryker is. You for real? Uh, yeah, because he's the only one that looks like a gay porn star. No, no, that guy David. You know his friend. <laughs> his friend he was walking with. He looked fuck. I thought he was definitely gay porn. I was like, yeah, he looks like the type. Okay, maybe, maybe you're right. You know what I mean? I bet he was flirting with everybody on the set. I thought Chuck was just like you know Chuck. He looked to me. He looked like just one of those like '80s rip dudes that just shows up. I had no idea he was fucking getting plowed from back and forth i was like shit okay brother he's about to fuck know. one of them I zombies seen brother. His work but it is really strange though you haven't well, seen any of his work i mean time. fuck he's that's what he's best known for you didn't do your research yeah, no, I allison I, I gave you the I name a week in advance yeah i haven't I, I didn't i didn't get around to watch any of those but uh the um the uh I guess it was normal maybe normal for the time but he, he wasn't credited as jeff striker in the movie it was chuck payton and he played Chuck. Yeah. But he was also, as an actor, was credited as Chuck Payton. I also noticed that uh, Fergrasso was not credited on the version I watched. He was not credited as uh, for, uh, Claudio Fergrasso either. They gave him like an American sounding name as the director, which I thought was weird. But yeah, back to Jeff Stryker. Jeff Stryker. So I guess this was supposed to be his like jump into mainstream films, right? Yes. It's supposed to be a. Uh... <laughs> Bro, can but I read unfortunately, some of, he picked this one. <laughs> so, can I read some of the uh, uh, the 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 titles that we might know our boy from? Okay. Uh, sure, sure. So, so, so this is his gay and solo. Apparently, he has a gay and solo line and a straight line. So you get to pick your poison over here with our boy. Okay. Awesome. So he has bigger than life. Okay. Yeah. Came out in 1986, so we would have known him for it. Uh, Allison's favorite power tool. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, do you think they would have showed like power tool and then they would have showed zombie four like back to back at the grindhouse like a like a like a double feature yeah two for Maybe. one special yeah you could see jeff striker double feature is power tool and then zombie four now and then he he did powerful two okay Uh-oh. in hot pursuit uh-huh oh, <laughs> this is my favorite striker force striker force <laughs> But he did a lot. The look, and then and then to coincide with Zombie Four, he did Striker's best powerful sex brother. Oh, okay. that's like that's got to be a greatest hits compilation. Yeah, that's his greatest hit. I also yeah. saw that he was in uh, Santa's Coming. Oh, there you go. Oh, the good Christmas yeah. special. I mean, fuck yeah. Yeah, Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in Striker's so, favorite uh, sexual hmm. positions, nineteen ninety two. So he's <laughs> keeping it rolling, brother. So, okay, so apparently he did, like, so After Death wasn't his only non-porn, okay? So apparently he did Dirty Love, which it sounds like a fucking porn, and he did some, uh, he did a Can I Be Your Brotowitz, Please? It's a comedy. Yeah, yeah, that was a comedy short. Yeah. So the only two full-length movies he made was After Death, or Zombie 4, and Dirty Love. But, bro, this guy did a bunch of gay and solo, brother. I mean, he was just fucking getting down and dirty on it. 
Yeah, he did a lot of um, he did live shows too. Apparently, have you did you read about any of those? No. Just imagine his live shows. So, <laughs> like, what 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 ever to happen here? Like, we you know if we if we if we meet our boy Striker, like, well, he's like, hey, brother, you know, I loved you in a power tool, but bro, he did fucking fantastic in Zombie Four. Okay. Yeah. Too bad we didn't get to see but, that yeah. fucking hammer that you're dealing with. Exactly. Huh? But apparently, like, his live show was, like, it was, like, a comedy kind of thing. And he would do, like, he would do, like, comedy and talk about his life and then, like, talk about, like, being in, like, adult films and things like that. And then do, like, a, a few little skits with people in the audience. But it ended, the show ended with him, like, dancing nude. Yeah. Um, but after the show, so this is, that's not even the best part. So after the show, when he was, like, after he does a little nude dance, then he he meets everyone in the audience. Like he greets everyone in the audience while still nude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's not on, awkward, right? No. I mean, you got ripped. And on apparently got... one of them, he met people at the door. So like, <laughs> as like, as they were walking out the door, he just stood at the door completely nude and like shook everyone's hands that came. Now was he, uh, was he, uh, was he power tooling it or was he keeping it on low voltage? Uh, probably the low voltage that I have oh. a feeling, but I, I don't know. I, I've not actually seen these. Oh, okay. Just imagine that. Surprisingly. Yeah. Going to your local grindhouse. <laughs> be like, okay, you know, what, what, what do we got on the schedule? Oh, we got Strikers Force. That sounds like a good action film. That's yeah, done it. Put your quarter in there. Be like, what the fuck did I get myself into? All right. <laughs> and then I would have been like, wait a minute. That's that fucking Chuck guy from Zombie 4. Look at that thing go. <laughs> 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 I'm really surprised he doesn't do well. Never mind. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm not surprised um, that uh, that he doesn't do the convention circuit. But actually, that makes sense. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Like I would wait in line to meet the guy from Zombie yeah. Four. It's like, bro, you gotta tell me everything about Zombie Four, and then yeah, Zombie Four <laughs> sounds like a, like one of the porn movies he might have made. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't do like a remake of Zombie Four just with him fucking all those zombies. that's how he really takes care of business brother yeah so but you know the funny thing about this like so (laughs) like on my 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 former podcast faces the fear Mm. it's defunct now yeah but uh i always like when i I was like always like going through like you know bios of people and stuff i was like just waiting to find somebody who was in like porn or stripper and shit like i was always looking for yeah and I never found it until right now. I found our boy Striker, so he's the first. Which you know, it's weird because you know, like 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 we were saying, you know, '80s horror films, like especially like the very underground ones. I mean, you can barely yeah. find that shit anywhere. You know what I mean? Right. Especially in the early '80s. Maybe maybe not so much in this era, like 1989, 1988. But like, but definitely in the early '80s. Early yes. '80s, later '70s. I mean, that all that shit was going to the grindhouse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. But, and yeah. mostly, like I like I mentioned before, like mostly, um, the, a lot of those low budget horror films were made by people who made porn. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, they're they're really not that sim dissimilar. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, th- you know, like this this movie hardly has any plot or story, and most porn movies of the time very had very little plot or story. Yeah. So we didn't get no fucking here unless we count our boy Chuck lighting all these zombies up, brother. Yeah. So. But everybody, I say we get 
let's get into it. Let's get into the discussion of Zombie 4. Might as well. Okay, so we mm. start off with that cool 80s film. I'm going to play it again. I'm going to play it all over the spot. You don't like this shit? Living by the bay. I don't know what the lyrics are. I'm just making it up. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, getting that. It's like one of those like action film. You know what I mean? Like It's like, I like yeah. it. It's like super. Yeah, it's like a 1980s uh, <laughs> uh, action. Yeah. Like, uh, there wasn't a lot Living of movies like Cobra, but it has a similar brother. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we get like this like uh, introduction of saying basically these scientists are mm-hmm. are out trying to defeat death. So we got a bunch of Herbert West over here. Okay, we got all these scientists yep. trying to figure out death and how to defeat death and what happens after death and all this stuff. So we get a the beginning part is is a little wild. So I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. You know, when I was watching this, so we have a voodoo girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Doing her dancing, just yeah, voodoo dancing everywhere. We have this voodoo priest guy. Then we see a bunch of white people, kind of like <laughs> doctors coming to the cave, and I was like, okay, why? Okay. Is this going to be one of those like let's bury this film six feet under type of movie? But the the gimmick uh, of the whole scenario that we got at the beginning, and Allison, let me let me know if I'm explaining this correctly, okay? So we're on this island, and this island is like I guess kind of like semi cursed. A lot of people are getting sick, and mm-hmm. these doctors came to this island to figure out what is causing people to have cancer. Okay. Well. Yeah, aren't they trying to find a way to cure cancer using yeah. uh, native plants and things like that? Yeah, so, yes. They were trying to find a way to cure cancer by using the native plants and also using voodoo magic. Okay. Okay, so I didn't think that. So I thought that yeah. they were there to... Uh, so I thought the reason this was happening was because they were there to try to cure cancer and then the guy who's doing the voodoo magic at the beginning of the movie's daughter 
yeah. had leukemia and they tried to save her and she died. Yes. And that's why there's voodoo in it. They weren't trying to use voodoo well, to save her. No, I think they, they were they were using aspects of the voodoo uh, alchemy. You know what I mean? Cause it, I, I mean, I, you could be right. I mean, yeah. it's not like this super clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The, the parts I got it from her was they were trying to use parts of the voodoo alchemy to, to help yeah. save people from the cancer, but it didn't work. All right. And so what happened was our voodoo priest guy, he has now released his voodoo magic and he has turned his wife, aka, uh-huh. into a zombie, even though she looked like a fucking demon to me. Right. Okay. Yeah. She looked just like the demons. Yeah. From demons. Yeah. And then we have all these white scientist guys. And yeah. one scientist was like, hey, we can't kill this fucking voodoo guy because he has like, he can, like, he's like making everybody crazy over here. We might need him. This other guy is like, fuck it, I'm going to line him up. Okay. <laughs> and the voodoo guy kind of wants them to kill him. He's like, yeah, you got to shoot me right here. You know, and I'll come back over here and I'll eat your flesh and shit. And, and that was too much for this, uh, this uh, proud boy. So he fucking shot yep. this fucking dude up. Okay. And then that's how the madness happened. And that's when the, the the wife came out and she started biting people. And then we start seeing a bunch of other, I mean, I just, I just, listen, we've seen a ton of zombie movies, but they didn't like, maybe later on the film, they kind of look like zombies. But to me right now, they all look like demons. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really look like zombies at all at this point. Yeah. So which this, was okay. Yeah. So far. So that's the first group of scientists that we met. So then, <laughs> so then we meet like this, like, um, this husband and a wife and the little a little daughter and they're running mm-hmm. through the forest and stuff i guess they were part of the uh god what's it called they were part of the uh, the scientist team yeah all right and they i guess they got away with their daughter and when i saw this guy <laughs> uh he fucking uh the the dad i, I don't know if they gave the dad a name so when when the dad popped up when he saw him on screen really quick, I was like, no shit, is this fucking uh, Pedro Pascala from fucking Mandalorian? <laughs> Did he not look like that motherfucker? A little bit, like yeah, a younger a version. Bit. I was like, no yeah. way. There's no fucking way. Okay. And you were right. There was no way. There was no way. But I was like, bro, this guy could have been his brother, his distant relative. He could have been fucking mm-hmm. something. All right, because you know we've seen that before in horror movies. You know what I mean? They'll have some sort of like guy who starts out in horror movies and shit and he goes big, big. You know, we talked about that before on the show. But I was like, there's no way in this fucking movie, of all fucking movies, this guy would show up. But no, he, to me, he looked like him though. Like at least like a brother or a cousin or something. So the big thing with them is they're running for the zombies and the, the mother gives the daughter like some like necklace. And apparently this necklace is like a key. And apparently, if you had this key, you can't get attacked by zombies or something. Um, I guess. <laughs> so that's what. Because <laughs> <I mean. laughs> okay. they did. She does kind of say that. Like, yeah. If you if you keep wearing this, you'll be safe. Yeah. But that, like, why can't it doesn't just... really. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Why didn't all of you just wear that? Yeah. Wait to it to see what you do with the key. Okay. Right. So after this, they tell her to run, and then eventually the mom and the dad both get attacked by zombies, and they get eaten. Mm. That scenes are okay. Yep. Like they weren't, they were they were okay. You know, which the the thing that was kind of neat about this movie though was the people that you thought might be like the main characters were not. 
you know and i kind of right. i i kind of like that i thought that was actually pretty clever um because you know most of the time we'll like meet the main character you can kind of tell who's gonna like survive or not and this one was like kind of like okay well i thought that person was going somewhere because he got he got pretty good amount of screen time and they ended up just fucking killing his ass so i was like okay yeah. that's kind of that's kind of neat so i like that aspect of the film yeah. which i think zombie movie should have that you know it kind of like walking dead did that really well you know what i mean we thought you had some major yes. characters, but most of them end up like just randomly dying. Yeah, like, like, yeah, you're right. Like, they think that you think that this is going to be a main character, and then all of a sudden they just get killed. Yes. So now we see two sets of groups. Okay, and we haven't left the island too. We're always on the island. So we have one group is on the. I call them the boat group. Okay, <laughs> they're on like a boat, and boy, these fucking people are weird. Okay, this this group is like the most random mixture of group people ever. Okay, so you have one guy. Um, <laughs> his name is Dan. He was like the only black dude in the fucking movie. He was there. Yeah. Okay. Well, other than the voodoo guy. Yeah. The vo- yeah. Well, I mean, like that. That's alive still. Okay. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, right, Dan. Sure. He's there. Then we had Rob. He's just some normal looking white dude. Two mm. chicks. We have a blonde girl. We have a brunette girl. And then out of fucking nowhere, we have two people that look like they should be on a Rob Zombie film. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're right. They, they look like um, yeah. Otis. And then is the name Otis from uh, House of a Thousand Corpses? Yeah. Or, or like, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? The Devil's Rejects? Devil's Re- yeah, 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 yeah. Devil's Rejects. The other guy with the fucking exactly. stash beard. He looks like Simon from yep. Walking Dead. I was like, fuck, bro. Yep. And then, like, not only that, but I actually, actually, I believe the major-looking Rob Zombie guy. I think what's his name, Rob? Fuck, I could barely it tell. Was Rod. Rod, that's his name, Rod. Mm. This Rod. guy, and then this guy was like fucking the Lover Boy. He was getting that brunette girl all wild up. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, because they're like all they're like mercenaries, yeah. but then they brought his girlfriend for some reason. Yeah, so I, what, to the Philippines to figure out what the fuck's going well, on. Well, so the plot with this, okay, and yes. I'm being very loosely on it because it was kind of hard to follow this shit. Was they're a mercenary group, and I'm guessing they were going there with uh, the blonde. The blonde girl set this all up, okay. Yes, like she she set up all up to come to this this uh, this island and i guess because she had dreams about this island and the, the dreams freaked her out so she wants to explore this island okay and she comes there well, with a mercenary group and stuff do we not do we want to spoil who she is at this point or i no? mean like did anybody even watch this fucking film like, <laughs> like i mean i mean it just if they watch this they're probably not listening to the show i can tell you that um but, um, well, I hope everybody's listening. I, to it. I think our review is gonna be a lot funner than the movie was. <laughs> the yes, the review is gonna say, be let's better. Save let's save it. Let's save it. Let's save it. Let's save it. All right. Because I want to get to my um, other group over here. Okay, the hikers. The hikers, brother. But okay, so, so Allison, let's say you're in the Philippines, right? Yeah. And you're you're exploring a deadly cave. Yep. Okay. What would you be wearing to go out to a deadly cave? Would you be A, oh, wearing man. hiking gear, maybe have some guns on you, maybe a backpack, water nope. or two, or were we wearing Absolutely club not. outfits? I'd be wearing club outfits. That's true. I mean, with your shirt, with your button, you know, shirt, make sure it's open up so they see your chest. Yeah, especially, oh, especially okay. if, uh, 
if in my regular life I was a porn star like Jeff Stryker. Yeah. I mean, which I thought this was really weird because yeah. there's a group of mercenaries, but Jeff Stryker doesn't play a mercenary. He plays one of the hikers. Yeah, he's just a hiker guy. See, see, after he was done with Power Tool, okay, he was like, you know, I got to go to this island <laughs> and I got to use my magic, you know, what to fucking, you know, get everybody straight over here, brother. Right, okay. of course. So it, it's Chuck and and Dan, and I, I believe that the girl's name was like Shirley. And they're all walking. And like literally like the first couple of scenes with them, they're just walking into the forest, like walking, walk. I mean, there was so much walking in this. I was like, fuck. Uh, and I was thinking, this motherfucker stayed up two weeks straight for what? <laughs> Filming people walking through the fucking forest? Yeah, we got we got to pad that runtime. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. I mean, it was only like 86 minutes as it is, but yeah, yeah there was there was not 86 minutes of story in this. Yeah. So of course the uh, the 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 hiking group they're lost in the forest. Okay, so now we go back to the boat people and guess what, Allison? Guess what, everybody? The boats just magically not working. Yeah. Oh fuck. Okay. Weird well, how shit. that happens. I mean, right? Weird. Yeah. So they hear some zombie noises, which sounds like demon noises to me, but it's supposed to be zombies. And they're like, "Oh shit, that doesn't sound good." And then it's like, "Well, the boat stopped." So what I'm guessing is the voodoo magic. Can go into a boat's uh, engine hall and make it stop. Yeah, it was either that or it was Jeff Tracker's power tool that stopped it from working. I'm not sure what. Brother, he, he charges for that, brother. Okay, that <laughs> that's true. A, he doesn't do it for free. That's a deadly weapon, right there. <laughs> so with them, they they go onto the island now, and the boat group they're looking on the island now. And the big thing about this one, we actually have the the generic white guy. Which his name is Tom. Yeah, that's that was his name mm-hmm. was Tom. He sees one of the natives and starts chasing his ass. Okay, and I guess this native wasn't a zombie yet, or maybe it was a zombie. I, I so basically they they end up fighting in like a mud, a mud area. And he yeah. turns his ass around. He's a zombie. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess this zombie was he like a hunter. So then the zombie starts like biting his hand. They fight a little bit. And eventually, the, uh, the 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 zombie guy runs away. And then Tom finds his group, and obviously, you know, by watching a million zombie movies, you know, eventually our boy Tom is probably going to turn. But they don't know that at the time. They just think some sort of crazy guy with leprosy bit his ass. Yeah, like the, you're talking about the part where they're fighting at the quicksand, right? Yeah, the quicksand. Yeah, like the mud area. Yeah, they're fighting at the quicksand, and then all of a sudden he turns them around, and he's like, you can see the the. Uh, what I call oatmeal. <laughs> it looks like they had yeah. oatmeal on their faces. <laughs> yeah. Like they just glued oatmeal to their faces to make them zombies. But yeah, you could see the zombie makeup or the zombiness. Yeah. And then uh, then the guy gets away. And he's like, some crazy guy that was a leopard <laughs> or leopard seed bit me. A leper. Yeah. So now we have the other group, the hikers. They find the, the, the cave that would be seen throughout this movie. And they hear a bunch of crying mm-hmm. noises, and I believe it was Dan. I was like, "Oh yes, we read in we read in that diary." <laughs> I was like, "What?" So we read in, we read in that diary that there there be some crying noises here. Now we got to explore. And the fucking girl's like, "I don't want to go in there. I don't want to fucking die." It's like, "Okay, we're going in there anyway." So they all go into the fucking. <laughs> they all go in the cave. So I'm guessing the diary that they. So I'm putting all this shit together because they don't really explain too much of this. 
But no, I'm they guessing, don't really tell any of us. I'm guessing the diary that they read was a diary somehow left behind by the scientist group. So, so this scene was okay. So the, we have the boat group now. They're going by a bunch of graves. Okay, and our boy Rod decides to make a joke. Ha <laughs> ha! Looks like they didn't pay their rent. No. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Rob. So they go inside uh, an abandoned house. And this is where they um, they put uh, Tommy on the bed to kind of like get him to, to relax. And they this is when Rob sees a bunch of it's basically like a, this is like a hospital they found like an abandoned hospital. This is probably the, the the hospital room that the the scientists were using when they were there. Um, and by the way, like this wasn't said in the movie, but there was a, a, a jump in time. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, we find out later. We found, yeah. Although we later. should have known before now. Yes. So, and, and of course, the 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 blonde girl, she is uh, a blonde girl. I believe her name is Jenny, and she, okay, sees all these lights light up with Rob, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I know that. That's the circle of Satan." I was like, "No, oh, of course." Why the fuck do you know? she's like yes I gotta put my key right here that is a plot point from the beginning of the film I'm gonna put (laughs) this right here into the circle and it's supposed to help out all the zombies and our boy Rob's like that's some fairy tale bullshit and he said that's some bullshit he just fucking blows out all the candles and I'm like what what is going on here okay So we're getting, remember this from the beginning of the movie. So we're tell, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're told a plot point, and then Rob's like, "No, it's all bullshit." So what's what's what am I supposed to believe here? Okay, right. So now we cut back to the uh, the lost people in the cave, and uh, they're looking around, and we have Dan. He's looking around, and so you know the lost people are in the cave, and then we do have Dan. Okay, from the boat crew. Okay. He randomly finds a box of guns. Oh. So Convenient. basically, you know how they remember in Zombie 3 where they like they they went to that like r- resort and they randomly found like a box of guns? Yeah. Warboy well, lots of ammo. Yeah, Warboy our uh, uh, our boy Claudio over here's like, "You know what? That worked last time. Let's just make this is that's how we'll get him guns. We'll just leave a box yeah. of ammo there. Fuck it." Yeah, exactly. Fully loaded. No problem. No problem. All right. And they, we'll give them an excuse while they're there, kind of. So, and then uh, they're, they're talking about the guns, and they're all like, you know, so Dan brings everybody the guns, and Rob's, like, super excited for his M16. And, you know, Tommy and all them, like, people are wondering, like, you know, why why is there guns at a hospital? All right. Yeah, weird, huh? Right? And they're like, whatever. You know, we got the guns here, so. And then, of course, Rod, he's going to take the first watch. You know, just to make sure for some of these crazy people on the island. So now we're back with the, the hikers. They now see the Circle of Satan. Okay. And they so happen to be in a temple, which looks awfully like a cave. Okay. Maybe the, the whole... Okay. The whole temp I guess it's supposed to be the temple from earlier with the voodoo guy. Okay? Or at least around yeah. the particular area. 
Yeah, I think they're at, supposed to be in the kind of the yeah. same, same and, area. Yes. And they're wondering why is this candles lightning when there's nobody on the island? Huh? Explain Uh-oh. that one to why? us, Allison. Why are these candles lit when there's nobody <laughs> on the island? Oh, we're gonna find out. Maybe, maybe they have a lot of cake ma- members on the island still. You know what I mean? Mm, maybe, maybe. Maybe have a lot of voodoo practicers Ooh. on the island. Who knows? Could be, could be. So out of nowhere, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it was Dan. Somebody found the book. I believe it was Dan. He was like, "Hey, look over there. Hey." That's the Book of the Dead. I'm like, no shit. Come on, guys. No shit. Uh, Here we go. He's like, yeah, look at the Book of the Dead. And then I I guess it was Chuck that found it. Or Stryker himself found the fucking book. Well, if it was Stryker finding the book, he's like, this shit shit ain't Karma Sutra. Come on, brother. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, Dan wants Chuck to read the book. It's kind of like sounds like you, Allison, for me. Yes, read so, the book. Yeah, read the book, motherfucker. And Chuck's like, I don't want to read the fucking book. He's like, just read it. That's why we came all the way. We came all the way here from bunfuck nowhere. Okay, we came all the way here from Striker Strikes Back for you to read this fucking book. So you're going to read it. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to read it. And don't even ask me why I wrote this shit down, but I did. Okay. <clears throat> if I may. Oh, I'm waiting. If I may. So our boy Chuck's reading. He says, I didn't get all of this, but I tried. <clears throat> Open the third. Uh, okay, hold on. Open the third no. gate of hell. Mm-hmm. Close the gate of hell. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> So then he just goes off in his tantrum. He's like, yes, open the third gate of hell, close the third gate of hell. The dead will rise. The dead avenges and stuff. Uh, doesn't want to... Uh, he, he's like, I don't want to read this recipe. He's like, come on, we got to read the rest of it. He's like, the, the dead will, will take over this and turn this uh, this place to ash and make it a wasteland. Um, you know, hunger will free them. And op- it will open the gates of hell today. And apparently, if you want to open the gates of hell today, there's only four magic words. Okay? That's all you need to know. Yeah. And Chuck doesn't want to say that. He gets getting cold feet. Like, I don't want to say that. And Dan's like, bro, you got to say this shit. Okay? We came all the way here. You got to say these fucking four letters. And you know what those four letters were, Allison? What are they? They are... They are... Pay me money now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm messing. That was the... Uh, <laughs> well, actually, if I was watching this movie, the four words would have been, we just fucked you. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been my fucking four words. But the four words were... It was like this other language, but they basically just said zombies. Zombie like two, twice in this other language word. Yeah, it was just like yeah. it was just like um a word and then zombie. Zombie. Yeah. And then another made up word. Zombie. Yeah. Like, okay. I was like, bro, come on now. This took like five minutes to yes. write. This guy was if up for even this guy this. was up for two weeks. Okay. Yes. 
Maybe he didn't want to sleep because he, boy, I, maybe he's like, you know, he's like, well, that's striker guys, but look at me hard. Okay, my bad. Oh, I'm sorry. That's awesome. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> come on. What? Come on. Come on. Oh, that's we're, bad. We were, that's all th- bad. we were all thinking about it. So That's true. We were all thinking it. So, so, <laughs> so you know what happens when we see these four words? You know, you know what's made its return? The green neon lights make its return. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Through the eyes of the statue. Yes. So they all flicker green. And then out of nowhere, Sally gets attacked by a demon zombie ninja. And they start fighting everybody. Dan's fighting them off. Chuck's trying to fight them off. Uh, Sal, Sal, or I guess the girl's name is Sally. Let's say Sally at the beginning. Whatever. Her name is Sally. She's The girl didn't even have any fucking lines. Like you said, like barely anything. And now she's like, she's, she's like, stays like frozen right there. And she's basically right. just eaten by zombies, which is kind of cool. They're like tearing her apart and everything. Pretty wild. Uh, Dan's trying to fight back a lot. Um, he eventually gets overwhelmed and gets eaten. And Chuck, you think he's going to get eaten too because they were getting on him pretty good. But he eventually made his, uh, he had that testosterone boost and he fucking beat him up and, and then uh, he got out of there. But he looked over to his shoulder and he could see both of his friends getting eaten up by these demon zombies. And uh, I thought this scene was pretty crazy because it looked like um, it looked like Dan was going to be the one that escaped, but it ended up being Chuck. So, and yeah, then Chuck Chuck's is, a hero, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah, he's like the the major guy in here. I mean, he is the star of the film. You know what I mean? In more ways mm, than one. Yeah. And then of course he uh, gets on our way out of there. Like he runs out of the cave and gets all all the way out there. And then during this stuff, randomly. So, you know, so, well, I guess they kind of randomly grew, grew a little bit from Zombie 2. But then randomly, after all this stuff happened, I guess because you read the four words, zombies start raising from the graves now. Uh-oh. So we have no acid rain, like in Return of the Living Dead. We have no just random zombies coming out of the grave. We just have, we, we're established that when you read these four words, zombies will come up from the grave. Yeah, exactly like happens in Evil Dead, right? Yes. Let's just say yeah, so. They read the uh, they read the Necronomicon or listen to it on the tape, and then all of a sudden the Evil Dead comes out yeah. of the woods. So it's just like that. Yeah, they are coming up, brother, and they might be a little stiff. Maybe. Let's just, see what you did there. Just the way our boy Striker likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. So Tommy's super sick now. Of course, because he's we have to have one guy slowly turning throughout the whole movie. At least one. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Uh Rod, he's talking to the brunette. This is when the brunette's like, Well, I like your company. I was like, Well, I didn't see this happening. So you're telling me the fucking redneck Rob Zombie dude is the one getting the action? Come on now. So when he's explaining to her in like a nice gentle voice, okay, he's like, you know, you know, you should be frightened a little bit, girl. You know what I mean? I'm frightened right now, too. But guess what? When I'm frightened, that makes me stronger. It makes me fight better. Would you like a beer? <laughs> so uh, That's awesome. So he was there, and then out of nowhere, the zombies just attack. So we get, like, one motion of, like, character building with them, and then zombies just try to attack from nowhere. Well, there he, he was about to kiss her. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, don't worry, but we'll do this later. 
I'm like, damn, okay. And then zombies start to attack. And then, like, he's like, I gotta, I'm gonna shoot the motherfucker. And they start fighting the zombies now. Uh, and then, out of nowhere, like, they're doing, like, a pretty good battle scene. Uh, zombies are coming through, you know, Dan and uh, 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 Mustache, what is it, Handlebar Mustache guy. He's, he's They're fighting them all up. And then, out of nowhere, Chuck just shows up. Okay? He, like, grabs mm-hmm. one of the M16s shoots his, he's like here guys I gotta show you how everything's done this guy randomly just shows up strands up grabs a gun you gotta shoot him in the head guys well I was like how the fuck do you know how how are we supposed to, how does he know that yeah and how are we supposed to know that if nobody tells us I was like well, maybe he like, read it in the book like Chuck did he even kill like one I mean I guess maybe he killed one of them from the head or something I guess but maybe, maybe. he read it in the book yeah the book of the dead told him so they start he, he like blows one of their head off so we had to have that scene. Maybe that's the scene that took two weeks just to get the prosthetics for that head to blow off. And then he said, like, guys, we got to find guy out here because they're coming here by the hundreds. So this this movie was, like, nonstop. Like, I mean, we, we don't get, like, any time to breathe. It just, boom, action's happening. And they all come, like, more zombies are coming. Uh, Dan tells, uh, he tells uh, one of the brunette girls, um, to uh, you know, to to watch over Tommy, okay, and they all start like mm-hmm. shooting some of the shoot. They all start like you know getting some of the zombies, whittling them, them down because they know where to shoot now. They know to shoot them at the head. Yeah. Uh, we have they know what's going on. We have the the main girl Jenny. She's trying to light up her candles because of her magic voodoo trick that she man and me knows. Um. Now Tommy, who the brunette girl was supposed to be looking after, now Tommy turns. And he starts attacking the brunette girl, and he eventually ends up biting her on the fucking face. Okay. So now we have Jenny. She is saying that the uh, she's trying to get her her the cows lined up to stop the living dead from attacking. <clears throat> and then when she's doing this, she's trying to conjure up, and then one of the zombies attack her from the window, and then she fights off the zombie. And the, the the zombie that attacked her was Tommy. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then they're fighting a little bit. They're doing a little bit of scruffle. And eventually, they they knock Tommy down. And they eventually have to uh, to take him out. They have to eventually have to shoot his ass. Even though they didn't want to. Yeah, they never want to, right? Yeah. That's, that's always like the uh, trope of one of these movies. Like, your friend turns. You don't want to kill him. But, you know, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, because she told the... Uh, I called the guy with the stash. I called him Headband. <laughs> she yes. told Headband that uh, Tommy was a zombie. And that's and then they start to uh, gas up the place. So one of the plans is to, to, to kind of barricade themselves into the medical church. Mm-hmm. And they, they get gasoline and they pour it around at the front so the zombies won't come because they can't walk through fire. These zombies can't walk through fire. Yeah. And then um, after all this... Um, and I like it, like, I don't know if you noticed this, like, but when they, like, light up the, when they first do, like, the whole light up process, only one zombie catches on fire. Out of, like, all well, the yeah, zombies there. That's all you, <laughs> that's all the special effects you had, right? Yeah. It's only, we only you had. You can only do one, 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 uh, one special effect where you set a guy on fire, because that's expensive. Exactly. He's like, come on, brother. We don't got that much of a budget. That Dario Gunter, he's been, uh, he's been a little, he, he ain't giving out that three million. 
Yeah, uh-huh. he had nothing to do with this shit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, so now the blonde, she gets her necklace that apparently fell off of her earlier, and she starts to light up the candles again. Mm-hmm. And then Tommy, he, I guess, didn't die all the way yet, so he starts attacking. Okay? Yes. And, of course, this is when they have second thoughts of shooting him, and then Dan finally does it. He fucking took them all out. And then our yeah. boy Rod. Yeah. He is now freaked out. He's like, is that shit going to happen to me and us? If it's going to happen to me like that, I'm going to take them all out fucking with me. So he just runs out there in front of all these fucking zombies and starts shooting them and starts beating all their asses. <laughs> like he just like whooped all their asses on his own. Yep. Yep. And it wasn't until, like, so after he's got done hulking up and beating all these zombies' asses, there's probably, like, a good, like, six of them out there. Fucking, wait, lays by a tree, brunette girl shows up, she starts fucking talking, and I'm like, what? These zombies talk now, too? Fuck. (laughs) Yeah, these are completely different kind of zombies. They talk, and they move really fast. Well, it's like... So, like, last time... We had like the ninja zombies, but like yeah. these zombies, like they they like move and talk, and they're just like regular people without milling their faces. Bro, l- l- listen, let's just be honest. These were not fucking zombies, okay? They were no, fucking they demons. They, they want to say demons, these are yeah. zombies, but they they they, they would made more sense if they were demons because demons can kind of yeah. talk. They're just yeah. This would be like yeah. This could have been like demons three after death instead of zombie four after death. Yeah, exactly. It pretty much could have been. You know, we yeah. could have had the whole voodoo plot going on there. So now she's saying, she's like, well, you promised never to leave me. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? And then she started, and then she started biting his fucking face off. So now our boy Rod is one of those zombies now. All right. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of this really is, um, through this whole sequence of, of events here, it's all basically like them running shooting zombies, getting bit by zombies, yeah. turning into zombies, and then other people shoot them, and then this process repeats over again for yes, a while. Yes, pretty much for a while, yes. So so then they all get in, they're all inside now. They put more, they get the, they get, they throw the bodies out. Those, like, zombies that they kill yeah. inside, they all throw them into the fire and stuff. Chuck pours more fucking gasoline on the fire, trying to get it hot and sweaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better. So and then, so Chuck explains what he was doing here in the first place. Okay, and this this is like okay, we're getting some plot here finally. Yeah. So, so Chuck explains that him and his crew came mm. to this um, to this island because of the scientists that were here before. All right, he was like, yeah, they were coming out here to make a drug to cure diseases, including cancer. I was like, okay, wow, what a coincidence. Yeah. So, you know, like like we said in the beginning, you know, these scientists were were developing a I so I thought in my naive self was like, okay, well, they mm-hmm. were making death one. Like zombie three. Remember? They were yeah. trying to use death yeah. one to be some sort of like government thing that was gonna make them to super soldiers or something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it just made them super soldiers though. So I was like, okay, well, now we're tying it in. But then everybody actually said what it, what the, 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 the drug that the scientists were trying to be made was made in this film. It was just like, okay, they were just right. making some sort of like magic pill that can cure cancer. 
They could cure cancer. Yes. And then he, and then he, and then Chuck goes on. Then he starts doing acting now. Okay. And his performance is okay, but I liked him better in Stryker's house. But he was all saying about like, you know, then I found the book. It was the book of the dead. And then I read the Dan made me say these words. And then they started eating everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't stop him. And then fucking Jenny's all like, Jenny's like, uh, don't worry about it, Chuck. They they don't. That that's not why zombies are up here. They all the zombies just want me. And I literally put like blonde said they want the zombies want her laugh out loud. That's how I put it in my joke. <laughs> I right. was like that came because, out of nowhere. Yeah, because all of a sudden she's like, no, they're here because they want me. And then we find out who she is. Yeah. So now right. we get the big yeah. plot twist, brother. Yeah. Okay. What a swerve. So she says, yeah, I've been on this island. It was like twenty years ago. Okay, and that's where I got this necklace from, and now I can remember everything coming back to me right now, this right amount moment, and my parents were part of those scientists that were on this island, okay? <laughs> that you just cons- that you just happened yeah. to be coming to look for. Yeah, and I do, I do like, and then she's like, yes, and I remember them talking about the book and everything too. And then I like, Chuck was like, why didn't you say anything earlier? <laughs> wow and then, what are you? <clears throat> she she pulls the old uh, Dave and Dan from Game of Thrones line she was like well yeah. I forgot I forgot yeah the plot told me I forgot brother oh my god this is this is so bad it's like I'm trying to remember like it's like, like it's, just, it's just like they wrote this part and they wrote the beginning of it but they didn't have anything else yeah like like it's just the only parts of the script that actually existed so this is when she also was saying that, yeah, my father was like the chemist guy here, all right? And she was all like, yes, the medical, it was made by voodoo. See? She mm. said it was made by fucking voodoo, Alice, and I told you. Okay, so she does say it's made out of voodoo. All yeah, right. which I'm really not sure how you make something out of voodoo, but, you know, he was trying to figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> it's just, and then she explains that, yeah, his is uh, the voodoo priest guy, her, the daughter died of cancer, and then they ended up killing him, and that's why all this shit is going on right now. So what they need to do is they need to shut the door of hell. And once they do that, the voodoo uh, magic, the, the voodoo the curse will be will be locked. All right? And the yeah. only way we can do so, that is with this key that I randomly have on my neck now. Right. Well, it was the key that was, yeah, it was the thing yeah. that was given to her earlier, but... Is that so? That's why she came back with the mercenaries to to close the door of hell. I guess. Well, no, no. no. Okay. She she came back there because there was something inside of her telling her that she needed to come to this island, even though she kind of knew that this island had zombies on it. But she knew she had to come <laughs> back here, and the reason she has to come back here is because she was trusted with the rarest tool on earth, this voodoo keychain. And yeah. by 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 activating the voodoo keychain inside the cave, she can close the door of the third gate of hell. I see. Okay, so that, she truly couldn't remember. Yes, that didn't have zo- okay. do- demons. No, it was zombies. Right. Even though they all look like demons. And then we see some flashbacks of her as a girl, and she wakes up screaming, and they're all getting some rest, and headband. Guy here, he hears some noises, and the noise that he hears 
is we finally have Zombie Rod is out there Uh-oh. laughing. He's talking now. So I got a question. So how come, <laughs> how come like some of them can talk, but some of them can't? Uh, like how come Tommy didn't because, say anything? Yeah, that's because the plot requires some of them to talk, but not all of them. Yeah. So. The quote unquote plot. Yes. So headband guy, he knows he's like following Rob because you know they're best friends. You know they've done a lot of killing and mm. yeah, you know, maybe other things mercenary together. Shit. Yeah, mercenary shit. Yeah. He follows them to a random church. Okay. And Rob's like nowhere to be found. He's this guy just walking around this church. And then Rob, you can hear him in the background, is like, it doesn't hurt bad. Be like me. Ha ha ha. He reminded me of that fucking uh, DJ from Zombie oh, 3. Oh, from Zombie 3. Blue Heart yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Blue. Blue Heart, yeah. Like, hey, be like me. Yeah. It's great. Ha ha ha. So he looks around and. The, the the headband is and out of nowhere okay apparently Rob <laughs> I totally put this in my notes I was like apparently Rob Zombie can shoot people <laughs> cause you know his name is Rob and he turned into a zombie you get it ah uh, ha ha very funny I see what you did there yes so Rob Zombie shoots headband <laughs> and by doing that then headband I guess gets bit Ron bites him, and now he's turned into, and obviously he's turning into, uh, oh, his name is Matt. Headband zombie. Yeah, headband was Matt. Yeah. Okay. So. Matt. Yeah, Matt, brother. I think they just came out the, the fucking, out of nowhere. So, so now Dan and Chuck, all right, they, they, they're awake, they're awake and everything, and... They're seeing that uh, Matt's got bit, and they're they're bringing him back inside, and they're saying like, "Hey, you know, we we gotta shoot his ass, you know, because now they have another guy that one of their another crew that got bit, and Matt is saying like, "Hey, Dan, I I need you to shoot me. I do not want to turn into one of these creatures. Mm. So when Absolutely. the time comes, I need you to shoot me." And Dan's like, I don't want to do it. He's like, you got to promise me you got to do it. Okay, and they all leave. Okay. And then we have more dead rising from the graves. So Matt, he's turning fast. So, you know, because he's like, listen, brother, we got a budget here. So we can't have you like turn for like an hour or two. So we got to speed this up. Okay. Yep. So more zombies have arrived. They're all coming back to the house or the, the medical facility that they were staying in. Um, they, so they're all like kind of barricading the place, Dan's checking on Matt, okay, and I guess more zombies are trying to like get in, so they're trying to like break into the door, and for some reason somebody like left a gun by Matt, or maybe he went to go get one, because when he turned, like Matt did, like, I guess like Dan like forgot (laughs) to like keep checking on him. You know, like when the, so the zombies are attacking, right? Everybody's kind of like doing stance, like they're kind of like getting themselves ready by the door so for some of these zombies to bust in. But yeah. I guess like Dan was supposed to check on Matt to see if he turned or not so he could shoot him, but he was too late because he like lift up the the sheet 
and Matt, not only did Matt somehow magically get an M16 in his bed, but then he takes the M16 and he shoots Dan in the shoulder. Okay? Then he shoots him in the fucking knee. It's amazing. Have you ever seen like a zombie with a gun? No, that's got to be a first time for me. Zombies with the zombies yeah. can shoot in this movie. Well, these voodoo zombies, you know, a little different. So. Those voodoo zombies can, yeah. So the whole zombie crew, led by Rob Zombie, is uh, is coming <laughs> to the whole place. Um, Dan t- Dan tells the rest of the crew there, which is only like Jenny and Dan. No, wait, who, who the rest of them? I guess it's just what Jenny and fucking. Uh, uh, Chuck, the only Chuck, ones left yeah, right Jimmy now. Jimmy and Chuck are the only ones left. Yeah, he tells them to leave, and he's gonna stay there by himself. And they leave through. The, they couldn't figure, figure out where to leave at first, so they're like, "Oh, let's just go through the window." No, no zombies yeah, sure. will go. No zombies should be by the window. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> nope, never. So Dan is now. He gets uh He gets shot. By, uh, he, he's trying to get away. Dan is, and he gets shot by mm-hmm. Matt twice again, and then uh, he eventually gets eaten. By the whole zombie crew, Dan does. So I thought that part was pretty crazy. So Chuck and uh, Jenny they escape. All right, they're walking through. They go through a random. This this I don't know why this was here, but we just see a, a, a like it had to be like ten minutes of like Chuck and fucking Jenny just walking Jenny. through an abandoned house. Yeah, they're going up the stairs. They're going up through a non-made floor. They're going down the floor. They're going here. They're going there. I'm like, why? Why is this here? Okay, we got to pad that running time. <laughs> got to get our 86 minutes out, bro. This, this guy, this this cardio guy, he's probably like after fucking a week and a half. He's like, oh, let's just get this shit. Out. What am I having to do? I need to take a nap or <laughs> I something. A, I haven't slept in a yeah. week and a half. We got to get this shit done. It's like, listen, I can only take so much of this filling Philippine cocaine and kicking in like that Italian cocaine. It is worse. Mm-hmm. Let me let me get, let me get Romero on the. I mean, no, let me get Argento on the phone. See if he'll send me some over. <laughs> Keep me going. So they're going through the whole house, and and Dan, you know, he's getting eaten up. Uh, the zombies are like following. You know, he they don't go through the unfinished floor, but the the uh, the zombies are following, um, chucking mm-hmm. on them. Dan's he, it takes forever Dan to die, but he eventually does. So, also too, so Dan Dan not only is uh, uh he's getting eaten a little bit, but he escapes, but he goes into the medical supply room that has weapons, like army weapons in it, and he pulls out a grenade. Uh oh. And he gets all the zombies into one room. All of them, like you know, we got, uh, we got uh, the brunette girl, we got Rob, we got Matt. Yep. They're all in the room, and he has the grenade there. And he, they're like, "Hey, you're gonna be one of us for one of us forever." And then he clips the grenade, and he's like, "Yes, we'll be one together forever." And the whole place fucking blows up. Yep. So we still have Chuck and the blonde walking. Zombies right behind them. He shoots one off in the head. More is coming through the glass. Chuck fights them. Jenny, she goes, she she gets grabbed through a wall. They eventually end up escaping. More deads coming out there. They start fighting them. 
in the graveyard, of course. And, of course, there start <laughs> more zombies. They're a little late to the party. They're like, oh, yeah, we're just now waking up. It's like, bro, you don't even know we got like five minutes left in the movie. And these zombies start coming out from the graves. And they come from the fucking graves. They go. And I like this part. So, like, all these zombies are like, chasing them and stuff. And they eventually just run yeah. away. Like, they, like, they, they see the explosion of the house and everything or the medical room. And they mm-hmm. get away from these zombies and they just wander out. And then the next thing we know, it's morning time and they're just sleeping randomly by a tree. Like, this area is okay to sleep at. You know what I mean? We have, we have, yeah, they're zomb- safe here. Yeah. Okay. We have zombies crawling all the way out this fucking place. Everywhere you go, there's a fucking zombie. But you had this one spot that we're just laying by the trees, sleeping overnight. That, that part was fine. Yep. No problem. Yeah, it's safe here. No problem. So, and they just happen to be by the cave. All right. They made it to the cave. Maybe, maybe the zombies can't go near the cave for some reason. All right. And they're like, oh shit, we found the cave. All right. And, you know, they're saying, like, you know, we got to go in here and close this door. So they go inside the cave. We have more walking through the fucking cave. We should have done a drinking game with this shit, with the fucking walking. (laughs) They see the Book of the Dead. All right? And this is where we get the whole three doors heaven, three doors hell. It's like, well, is this the fucking riddles now? Okay. And he's like, heaven, so there's like two like parts of this to to close the gate of hell. Check this out, Allison and everybody. Do you know what the two ways to close the, uh, the, the third gate of hell is? What? So apparently heaven is in your soul and then hell, Mm -hmm. uh, hell is on earth. Okay. No. But if you sacrifice your soul. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you can close the, the, the gate. Okay? Okay. You can close the opening. So basically, yes, I've got to sacrifice my soul yes. to close the gate of hell. Yes. Got it. Okay, got it. Got it. So got like, it. okay, that makes sense. Fine. You know, I sold my soul off a couple of days ago, but you know, it's all good. Let's sell it all off. So they do all this stuff. Randomly, Jenny sees a smoke with red lights on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she she throws her fucking keychain into the fire, okay. And while this is happening, Chuck is like watching her, and then like right when she throws it in there, like he randomly gets like back spine gut punched with a zombie, and the zombie is yeah. like tearing his body apart from like the from the outside in or something like that, like he. It was like break, you know, like you could see like his, his his body like being like opened from the zombie's hand, right? And he's getting ripped apart, and then like, and apparently like somehow like there's like this gas or something or or toxin that got onto Jenny's face, and her eyeballs start messing all up. So we get our eyeball Italian eyeball crap going on here. Yeah, I saw that where her face yeah. was like, uh, uh, she's like looking in the mirror and her face is like um, bubbling or whatever. And then like the, she pulls her eyeball out. Yeah, kinda. she's like pulling her eyeball out and shit. Mm, I guess yeah. she's turning to one of those voodoo zombies or something. And I she's turning so, quick yeah. and her eyes all fucked up. Oh, then, yeah. We don't have much time left in this movie. Yeah. We got to turn quick now. Yeah, we're ready to turn quick. 
that her face turns into a zombie. Mm-hmm. All right. Chuck's dead. He's been ripped apart by a zombie. And then she, like, turns around and starts spitting, like, all those other gooey zombies. Ugh. Like yeah. demons. Gross. All right. Then we get that fucking great 80s song. Yep. And then it freeze frames, and then we get the we get the in eighty song, yeah. the credits. So, uh, what happened at the end of this? Who fucking knows? I guess they all got turned into zombies. Well, and, and it got makes killed. sense now. Like you know, they sold their soul to save oh, well, the world. Okay, I guess. I guess. So I guess like they turned into dead zombies. Well, Chuck just got fucking mutilated, so I don't know. Chuck what just the fuck got killed. Him. Yeah. But Jenny, it looks like she turned into a eyeballless zombie. Yeah, which like, is kind of shitty because none of this is her fault. Yeah. He was just a little kid when all this happened. Yeah, exactly. So. But yeah. But yeah. That was Zombie 4. Zombie 4, everybody. So, didn't really explain if it was connected Any- to all the other ones, but you know what? You can find the Spoiler. connections here and there. It wasn't. <laughs> well, you know, you never know. Maybe, yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe the, um, Maybe then by closing the gate, the actually I, I, I'm trying to see how this can like connect to Dawn of the Dead, but there's like fucking no way. Okay, there's no way. There's no way it can. Yeah. There's no way that it can. So, I mean, it's impossible to think that this could even be connected to Dawn of the Dead. Like they kind of get progressively worse as they go. Um, like you could see how, how, how Zombie Two. I mean, I still think Zombie Two is a great movie. Yeah, that one was. I fun. mean, you know, Fulci made it. I mean, it would be great. Um, and, and even that has a tenuous connection to Day yeah. of the or Dawn of the Dead. But then, like Zombie Three, which was intended to be a true sequel to Zombie Two, had nothing to do with either of those movies. Yeah. And then this movie had wasn't well, even intended to be a sequel. It was just kind of stuck that way. But um, I don't know. I, I I go back and forth of whether it's better than Zombie Three. I think they're both pretty bad. Yeah, you know. To be fair though, <clears throat> you know this one was entitled Zombie Four by its Japanese video True. distributors. True. And it was also released under the title Zombie Flesh Eaters Three. So yeah, which is what all the zombie movies were called when they were released in the UK. Yeah. So they're just fucking picking out whatever titles basically it was it, i i think the only comparison you can kind of have is like this can be a a light sequel to zombie 3 but it really doesn't really have anything to really do with like zombie 2 or you know dawn of the dead or anything like that no absolutely not so it will be interesting absolutely to see not. how um zombie 5 is though yeah, I'm sure we'll do that when we do our zombie month again. Yeah. Killing be, birds. We will do that. Killing birds. Yeah, that should be pretty fun to, mm-hmm. to go back and talk about. So, But everybody, that has been Retro Blood's full review of Zombie 4. A very, uh, very interesting month we had here for the zombie month. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I think we started off like super hot when we did the uh, Zombie 2. You know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. we had a, a couple duds here. <laughs> This month, yeah, we had a couple duds this month. And we had the Return of the Living Dead Part Two. Boy, that was a rough one. Ugh. Yeah, we had Zombie Three, rough. a little rough. Then we had this fucking movie. Yeah, a little, little, oh little rough. God. But you know, hey, you know, crazy dead things from the grave. 
pretty yeah. fun. But everybody, Can't win them all, right? Yeah, but check it out, everybody. Definitely, definitely uh, fun reviews. But now is the time, everybody. So here in the Retro Blood, we don't celebrate Halloween just in October. Nope. Because no, this year time. we're doing a two-month-long excursion, probably. Because because sure. we, we Halloween is yeah, lasting two months this year. Two months, brother. Because we have some two months. Punks. So yeah. I did. Re- we did release last time on um, Zombie Three that we're going to come back with lights out in Halloween and do the Battle of the Halloween Havocs Part Two, yep. which is a very fun review show. We pretty much talk about me and Allison pick out Halloween Havocs, you know, w- either the WCW one or the WWE NXT one. And we yeah. battle them out. We see which matches are better, which pay-per-view is better. Just very fun discussion talking about those events. We do some backstories on the events, too. And, of course, I'm going to release a lot more Retro Blood shorts. So everybody look out for those as well, too. But for the whole two months, me and Allison, we're going to be doing the entire 1980s. Friday the 13th. Brother. Yeah, we're gonna do the Ooh. whole series, the whole 1980 series at least. Yeah, yeah, the whole 1980 series. So this yeah. is uh, this is something that you gotta you gotta you gotta stick through. You know, it's like it's a uh, it's uh, you have to have patience. Yeah, um, to get through this, it's a long story that we're telling, and it's gonna take us two months to get through it. Yeah. And uh, if you if you like the Friday the Thirteenth movies, then this is gonna be for you. Yes, and if you don't, I guess you can come back and listen to us in November. Hey, but you know what I mean? It's going to be a good time, though. Like, we're going to be talking be. all about yeah, Jason, like Jason's mommy. You know what I mean? Yep. We got a couple of versions yep. of Jason. We got the hood Jason. We got the, the hockey Ugh. mask. We're going to figure out how love all that started. Yeah, me too. I love the hood Jason, too. Uh, and we got a bunch of anniversaries coming up during this time, too, that we'll be talking about. Yeah, it's going to be great. There's a couple of good wrestling stuff going on here. And it's a pretty fun one because, you know, this is probably the one of the most you know, during the era, the eighties, probably the one of the most, you know, this is basically like, like the, like the, like the scream, you know, it's, it's, I would say this is one of the most influential horror movies within the time period of the yes, 1980s. I would agree. Because I they made so agree. many of them and there was like almost mm-hmm. one a year. All right. So it's just going to be very fun to talk about that. You you could see all the influence that a lot of movies, a lot of other movies took for the success Friday the 13th, we're going to be talking all about that. So it's going to be a good good time over here, everybody. And, of course, I know what you're thinking. I was like, well, wait a minute. There's only wait like fucking, uh, was there like nine of them or something? Yes, we are going to uh, be th- doing a special Halloween episode. Yes. Um, For the Retro Blood to round out October. And it's actually going to be probably my favorite Halloween uh, party movie of all time one of my favorite movies of all time horror movies especially of all time but when it gets closer we'll tell you tell you all guys all yeah, about that, we'll, so. yeah it's gonna be a big deal it's gonna right. be a big deal if you want to see me it, being a fanboy i can't wait to talk about that movie because i'm gonna fanboy out with that movie i love that movie. Um, i know i know you you do love this movie. i love every part of the movie but we'll get we'll get into that but uh but yeah should be a pretty fun month everybody look it all out for the entire fire the 13 series can't wait to do it so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun one. Definitely a fun one. Yeah. So but uh but yeah, I guess like like I said, we'll play the uh the movie doesn't really have like a, a song title. 
So I'm just gonna call it the 1980s hair band. I'm playing it right now. You know, creatures of the night. Yeah, brother. So, uh, but yeah, you know. Being the Zombie 4. The Zombie 4. You know what I mean? Mm. We have, you know, Gates of Hell here. We had the book of the, the, the Necromonicon made its return to this movie. Special appearance. We couldn't call it that. We just called it the Book of the Dead. Yep. Uh, we had Rob Zombie uh, is on this film somehow. Uh, somehow. We have our boy Chuck, you know, being hard in the whole film. You know, going hard, shooting hard. <laughs> getting hard, brother. Then, of course, we had our boy Claudio putting some work to make this shit happen. But everybody, Jay Austin, James Klein, we'll see y'all here next month for our reviews of Friday the 13th. See you later. Friday the 13th. See you guys. <laughs>